Well, good morning. I want to begin this morning by just saying welcome to all of us, especially if we have any guests or visitors. If today's your first time at Christ Stream, I want to say welcome. And uh, we have a baptism after Mass. So if you're here for the baptism, if you're part of the family, or if you're just kind of joining us for that, just want to say welcome. Great to have you with us today. Every once in a while, you, you come across a piece of Scripture that you're going to see on Sunday that really speaks to your heart. And uh, this weekend, the first reading is one of those. And I'd like to go straight to that first reading and then kind of make some practical application in my own life and, and then see if it just kind of rings true in yours. So let's kind of jump right into the first reading today. It comes from Exodus Chapter 17. So let's put that into context and let's kind of figure out where we are in Exodus. Exodus chapter 14. God is going to lead his people out of slavery into freedom. They cross the Red Sea. Exodus 14. Exodus 15. This beautiful song of praise to God, thanking him for their deliverance. Exodus 16. God begins to provide for them the manna from heaven. This miraculous bread to feed them. So God has delivered them, heard their prayer, and is beginning to sustain them. And then that brings us to Exodus chapter 17, where they have their first battle. They are in the desert, and they're not the only people in the desert, right? Uh, Today we hear this guy named Amalek. The Amalekites are there in the desert, and They rise up against the Israelites, and there is this battle. Moses, leading the Israelites, taps Joshua to go and lead the people in battle. And he, as you might say, the priest, is going to go up to the top of the mountain, and he's going to pray with his hands raised, and he's going to take Aaron and her up the mountain with him. So he goes up the mountain. And he is praying, praising the Lord. And every time his hands are raised, the Israelites do well in the battle. But you could probably imagine his hands are going to get tired, right? When I was a kid and I deserved uh, to be punished because, well, when I was a kid, I always deserved to be punished, right? Uh, My mom would make us kneel and we would have to kneel with our nose against the wall and we'd have to raise our hands until we heard the words that no kid wants to hear. When you're punished, wait till your father gets home, right? That's when you knew it was going to be bad. Anyway, so when we were kids, we'd have to kneel with our hands raised. And and what would happen, right? We would get tired. So Moses, his hands are raised. He's tired and they begin to fall. And every time his hands fall, the Israelites begin to lose the battle. And every time he lifts up his hands, the Israelites do well in the battle. Same thing, he gets tired, his hands fall down. And so Aaron and her get him a rock to lean on. He leans up against the rock. They prop up his hands and the Israelites do well in the battle. And as we look at Exodus 17, there are three things that I want us to pay attention to in the first reading. Number one, the timing of the battle. Number two, the duration of the battle. Number three, the fatigue in the battle. Let me say that again. Exodus 17, what we're going to learn today is three things. The timing of the battle, 
the duration of the battle, and the fatigue in the battle. Timing, duration, fatigue. Let's say those three words together. Ready? Timing, duration, fatigue. One more time. Timing, duration, fatigue. Because it's important for us to look at our own life. And I'm going to pause for a second, give you where I am with that. And I want you to think right now, where are the battles in your life? Just got back from my 30-day retreat. And uh, one of the things that was very clear in the retreat is... As the Lord loves me and showers me with his mercy, one of the ways that love is most authentic is when truth is spoken. And the Lord spoke lots of truth to me on my retreat. And so I made a list of the people in my life who I need to apologize to. And I'm not quite sure if any of you are familiar with AA and the 12 steps, but I'm kind of working the steps. Um, Alcohol is not my sin of choice. Uh, control is, pride is. So I'm working the 12 steps of AA using pride as my addiction. And as you hit the eighth and ninth step, as you have made the relentless moral inventory of all the sins that you have committed, you, you seek to make amends with the people that you have hurt because of your sin. And so I have a list of people in my life who have been negatively affected because of me and my sin. And I'm just one by one spending some time face to face, asking for mercy, asking for forgiveness, and giving complete permission to speak truth to me. Most recently I had a conversation with someone who I love dearly about me and them and us and our relationship and my sin of control and the ways that I have hurt them. And it was a powerful experience. And right on the heels of that, there was um, something that popped up that neither of us were expecting. And it was just, it was a battle. It was just a lot of noise. And uh, this particular person, this particular relationship is dear to both of us. And as... Uh, as things unfolded, it just, it just became a battle between the three of us. Let me hit pause for a moment and ask you, is there a particular place of struggle in your life? The struggle could be with another person. The struggle could maybe not be with another person. Maybe the struggle is the struggle of another person. Maybe someone you know is going through a tough time. Or maybe the struggle is you with you. Maybe there's sin in you you just can't shake. But let me ask you just for a second. Let's pause. And I want you to think about you. Where is the struggle? Where's the battle inside in you right now? Timing. Duration, fatigue. Exodus chapter 17 is right on the heels of Exodus chapter 14. The Jewish people have just had a major breakthrough. They have just had this incredible moment of being liberated from bondage. And right on the heels of that is a battle. First thing we need to know, timing. I'm going to make a bet with you that every time you have a major breakthrough in life, 
There is a battle waiting for you very soon after. Every time that you have some freedom in your heart or some maybe, maybe something has broken through in your life. But I'm, we can expect that on the heels of some spiritual breakthrough, there's going to be a test or a battle or some form of struggle. It's right up on the heels of it. Now, we're not going to get into why that is today. I'm just, just look at your life, right? And I, I can imagine that for most of us, we can see that on the heels of something awesome, here comes the attack, here comes the battle, here comes the struggle. So here I am, I, I am on the back end of this unspeakably beautiful reconciliation with this person in my life, and on the heels of that, here comes the battle. Here comes the attack. Here comes the drama. Number two, the duration. Battles are not arguments. Arguments come and go. Arguments you can have in a couple seconds, a couple minutes, or if you do it, maybe a couple hours. But battles take time. Sometimes you go through battles and it just, it seems like it will not end. Sometimes you battle with yourself and you thought you'd be done with this particular issue in your life at this particular issue in your life or or stage of life and you haven't. It just seems like it will not end. This particular situation in my own life I, I saw this coming from a mile away. I've been waiting for it for years. And, and sure enough, it's, it just won't go away, this thing that popped up on the heels of my, my breakthrough. I don't know about you, but when, you're, when you look at the, the tensions or the struggles in life, sometimes they can just last for a while. doesn't mean it's forever, but it's more than just a couple seconds, Right? Stuff at work, stuff at home, stuff inside of you. The duration of the struggle. When we look at Moses, right? Moses is there. This battle is not quick. That's why he's getting tired, right? It continues to go on. And what happens is whenever you and I are in a battle that just will will not stop, we get tired. We get fatigued. See, in the battles of life, there's timing that we need to pay attention to. It's the duration. But most importantly, it's the fatigue that gets us. And when you're tired, the temptation is um, to, to make big decisions. I was faced recently with just, I'm, I'm tired of dealing this, with this particular thing in this particular relationship. And it would be just as easy for me to, to, to say I'm done, to quit. It would be just as easy for me to make, um, to give myself permission to say all the things that would make me feel better. But once words come out of your mouth, you can't take them back. Amen. See, what happens is when we are fatigued in spiritual battle, we are tempted 
to make decisions that we can't reverse sometimes, or decisions that are not coming out of wisdom, but decisions that are coming out of the fatigue. In the fatigue of, of spiritual battle, you want to be aware that we are more prone to temptation when we are tired than when we're not. But Moses is tempted to quit whenever he's tired. I, when I get tired in the spiritual life, not only am I tempted to just give up, but I'm, I'm tempted to grasp at things that will just make me feel better in the moment. But I'm going to make a bet that every one of us is more tempted to sin, more tempted to discouragement, more tempted in whatever ways are personal to you when we are fatigued in the battle. One of the temptations that's going to be there in the battle is either A, God's not there, or one of the temptations that's going to be there is I'm always going to be here in the struggle. Sometimes the temptations are going to be about you. I'm not good enough. It's my fault that I'm here. They can be about other people. Lots of different ways. But when you're in a battle... It is critical that we are aware of when we get tired. Physical fatigue, well, that's just a part of life sometimes for a lot of us. But I'm talking about the spiritual fatigue. We get tired of forgiving. We get tired of extending God's mercy. We get tired of asking God for help. Well, that's a big one, huh? When you're tired and you're tired of yourself when you're tired, we can just forget to ask God for help. When we are fatigued in battle, that's the most, you might say, vulnerable time for us. So I was just encouraged when I woke up on Monday and I read Exodus 17 as a part of today. Kind of pierced me to the heart of knowing that Moses stood on top of a mountain with his hands extended praying for people who were in a battle. Kind of like another guy who stood on top of a mountain with his arms extended for people who were in the ultimate battle. Now here's the thing. He never gets tired of having those arms wide open. And he never gets tired of extending us mercy when we don't deserve it. And he never gets tired of us begging him for help when he has heard us beg countless times before. You see, he, on the mountain, arms wide open, praying for us in our battles, is right there with us, 
every step of the way. Amen? So I wonder today, knowing that some of us walked into church today, and not only are you in a battle, but you feel like you're getting beat. And if you walked into Mass today and you were begging God to say something to you, I want you to pay attention because he's talking to you right now. Don't give up. Because he's not giving up on you. And some of you walked into Mass today. I, I, I tell you that some people in here today, there is somebody in your life and they are going through some turmoil and you're tempted to maybe give up on them and I am begging you, don't. Can, can you recommit today to praying for them? And maybe you're like me. Maybe you're just tired today of you. You're tired of your own patterns and your own sin. Just get tired of, am I always going to struggle with this? The answer is, might be yes. You, you might always struggle with you. But it doesn't change the fact that he's with us in it. Victory in the battle may not come from the changing of the circumstances. Victory in the battle might come from him changing something in us in the midst of the circumstances. And if that's going to happen, then the only place that we need to be for the next 20 minutes is right here. So forget about the game. Forget about dinner. I'm going to even give you permission to forget about everything else for the rest of Mass. And just for the rest of Mass, forget about everybody else. Can you just be right here with him, with his arms wide open, with us, regardless of the timing, no matter the duration, but especially with us, in the fatigue, for God is with us in the battles. Amen?